some kind of disturbance. I'm gonna go check it out. We request that everybody stays calm at the current moment. Who are you people? I want a coffee! You, you, you are now to 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 Where love and life come together. Come together. From the Spacebird Media Studios, it's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Welcome to yet another edition of Unlimited. Roxanne and Ace, we welcome you. We're so happy you're here. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I know you just got back from the beach. I'm not as great as that, but, you know, it is Mardi Gras week, you know, so I got my beads and I got my Livy Newton-John shirt on, so I'm feeling festive. A friend gifted us a couple of years ago with Mardi Gras ball tickets, Mm. which is sensational. It was such a blast to be there. I love New Orleans. Yeah. Well, and I'm all about, you know, because this week we're making the transition into Lent. So, you know, you're either giving up something or you're, you know, maybe adding something to your routines to get you closer to God. So I've decided to up my workouts and I'm trying to cut carbs, but I don't know that I can stay. That. We'll see how the 40 days goes. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's it's an amazing journey. And I know that, you know, with all the to do and everything that's going on with the revival at Asbury, it's it's kind of that that happening prior to Lent is totally a God orchestration. And add another thing, Birmingham's own Irwin Brothers with Jesus Revolution, Kelsey Grammer stars. It opens this week right as the revival is going on. Yeah. And that movie it's all about the Jesus freak revolution that happened in California so many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've watched so many interviews with Kelsey Grammer weeping over this movie. They say it's the best thing he's ever done. It coincides with, as you mentioned, Asbury University in Kentucky. Students gathered and the president there says there wasn't anything unusual about the service that day. Students kept piling on, piling on, and then they were TikToking, and then they started driving. Clear Branch United Methodist with Vaughn Stafford and our great friend Mark Harvard, they dropped everything and went. Yeah. That's what started happening. Now, for two weeks, they went straight. It overwhelmed the town. I mean, they ran out of gas. There was nowhere for anybody to park. Mm -hmm. So now they've had to move things off campus a bit to accommodate But it's exciting to think there can be a spontaneous combustion of the love of Jesus that just breaks out in Kentucky. Sure. (laughs) Well, and the thing that I love as I've kind of seen the clips and I've got some friends from Nashville who made the journey as well and seeing all the footage and stuff is it shows that our soul is longing for that connection with God and so, you know, you can say what, you know, you, you hear the naysayers about revival. And and I have my skepticisms at times when it comes to revivals of, are we doing this to promote our church or are we doing this to make ourselves look holy? And, you know, there's really some stuff underneath. But the bottom line is God is moving when any revival breaks out, no matter how big or small, no matter how long it lasts. But because our souls long for him, and the great thing is we have local churches around every corner that allow us to have some kind of communion with God. And then if we do our jobs as we head into Lent to find out how can we declutter and get closer to him, how awesome is that that we personally, not on a mass amount of people scale, but personally 
Roxanne's having a, a an appointment with God. Ace is having an appointment with God. And then it's Jesus living in us so that by the end of Lent, we head into Easter and we all are changing our community. And that's the part that I love about Asbury because it is a visual of what can happen when we allow ourselves to surrender to God and then find your anthem, whether it's a verse or a song or a hymn or whatever that allows you to then have something to go to so that if that high energy stance that Asbury's pulling off, if that's what you need, because it doesn't matter if you're Baptist, Catholic, Episcopalian, you know, Protestant, I mean, you and God, that's it. So celebrate the way and the rituals that mean the most to you, but allow you to be close to God and no one's going to question that. And I think that's what I hope, I hope we're taking that away from Asbury, that that's exciting enough to say, man, what really is my walk with God look like right now? Well, and it's such an easy tie-in to an article I found at Relevant Magazine. Faith is supposed to be fun, too. Mm. And I think we do need to take a pause and not take everything so seriously and get offended and get wound up and start whining and complaining. The article says God takes playtime seriously, and we should, too. Israel was to have days of gladness. We find this in Numbers. If we look at David, I want to meet King. I love David. I want to meet King David. That dude knew how to party. And by party, (laughs) I mean throw clothes off, start dancing and singing. Mm -hmm. I don't think Jesus walked up uptight and weak and strained like he's portrayed in a lot of things. He's not portrayed that way in The Chosen which yeah. is, by the way, so good. I need eight hankies to watch it, though. <laughs> but we are to celebrate and have fun with good food. God takes happiness seriously. Mm. God has an eternal sense of playfulness that we are free to imitate. Ecclesiastes 3.4 says mm. there's a time to weep, right? But what does it also mm. say? It's a time to laugh. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I mean, if anything in our joy, and that's where I love that there's so many different translations of the Bible. You know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of purists are, you know, King James or nothing, and we lose some of the tone. It's kind of like reading a text message improperly. We don't know the tone that it was sent and it gets misinterpreted. So I think we miss that Jesus had a sense of humor. The disciples laughed and dined together. And, you know, if something was funny or sarcastic, I mean, it's there. It it wasn't like it was invented in the 80s by some valley girl. It was created, you know, from the beginning (laughs) of communication. And I think that's the part that, and I I will say this has kind of been my hangup this week. So I've, I've fought every inch of myself not to post something because I didn't really know how I wanted to say it. But I think the thing is this, whether you're looking at Asbury, you're looking at your own walk with God, or you're looking at anybody for that matter. If you think that coming to Christ means that you have to give up who you are, you are lying to yourself. Because the bottom line is that by receiving Jesus, he enhances the best parts of you. And if there are, if there are things that need to be whittled out, I mean, Lord knows I've been shaved down to the bone on some things, but I needed it but only in a way that he could do it, not in the way someone else can do it. And others may view you as 
you know, to quote the Jesus, you know, as a Jesus freak, be a Jesus freak because you know that you are the best tattooed rock and roll weirdo that loves the Lord. And it's those kinds of people that now you can reach for the kingdom. And if you are the, you know, dad wearing, sweater wearing, mom sweater wearing, you know, going to, you know, high class events, and that's where you're at in your lifestyle, you don't have to give up those things. You now have Jesus in you and you get to minister to those. Whereas if I walk in with my tattooed self, I get judged and kicked out. So we coexist for the different circles or cliques that exist in this world. You don't have to sacrifice who you are. You just come to God and he enhances who you are. And he'll use you just as you are. I always remember you went out in the streets with me to do ministry at our ministry called Special Ops for many years. And there was one man pretty hardened. He was enormous and he was covered up with tattoos and he would talk to no one but you. And it's, it's just solidified in my mind. It's such a holy moment, just a collision of real, I get you, man. And you were yeah. so gentle and kind with him and prayed with him. And I don't think he could have received it from any of us. So you make an excellent point, and, and I've seen it firsthand. So we go from talking about Jesus to eggs. May <laughs> we do that. I know it's odd, but when when I'm happy that eggs were today about uh, 4.35, when they were yeah. 5.65, I was like, are we going to get to where they're a dollar an egg? I know. I found myself eating because I love eggs. I, I do mean, too. If it's, you know, over hard or if it's scrambled, maybe some cheese in there, like I'm in, right? But I'm like a three, four egg guy. Like I can't just have one or two, but I've found myself being more scarce in how I've eaten them recently because they're so high. Well, they say it's bird flu did it. But if you're on TikTok, there are farmers on there saying, Oh, no, that's not the case. It's the grocery stores charging us a whole lot more and mm. you're paying more. So I start to think, who do we believe about this? Does every right. bird in the planet have some flu? I don't know. But, you know, and I'll admit I paid it. And, you know, but you start thinking, is it going to be $10? <laughs> it's gone down. So there's hope for that. Shall we talk about dating and getting <laughs> dating all wrong? A dating coach has made a very big business out of modern romance. Her name is Logan Yuri, And I was like, okay, as mm. somebody who met her spouse, her wonderful spouse on the internet, where 30% of all marriages are currently happening. Why yeah. would I hire this lady named Logan? who's 34 years old and quite wealthy to help me find a man. What is her secret? Well, she uses a mathematical principle. If you're hiring a worker, you have 100 candidates. When do you pick the right person? The mathematically optimal answer is that you should interview 37% of the candidates, then figure out the person you like the best so far. That person becomes your meaningful benchmark, and you should hire the next candidate who seems better than that standout. What she does is she applies this mathematical equation mm -hmm. to dating. I'm like, what? I don't What's know that I want to do that? math trying to find the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> Unless you're good at math, then maybe that works. You know, I, I got to that point where I was like, okay, even though I find connecting points with this person, 
they're not all the things, so I probably shouldn't get too close. And it was a total God orchestration of how he brought me to my wife. You know, I walk into a Starbucks and there she was, you know, taking my order. She had a tattoo. We started a conversation, found out we had some mutual friends. And the next thing I know, a week later, we're going on a date. And I thought it was just like friends, right? I was in that headspace of, ah, I'll know when I know. And, you know, you go get some sushi with someone and sometimes it just clicks. You don't have to do the equation. <laughs> But that was a prompting of the Lord. That was not all my by myself. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I asked God, I said, I, I need a man of integrity. Mm-hmm. I really need a man who can handle his finances. I need a man who loves you. Those are really the, the things that I'm looking for. Good looking wasn't even seriously. I said, you know, good looking. I, I, if I get a good dude who loves you, God, who can handle his money, I, I'm good. Yeah. And he gave me good looking too. So I got the frosting on the cake and the plate and the fork that goes with it. <laughs> well, we're excited to be a part of uh, your week. Uh, we are Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Of course, uh, don't forget, you can always find us at RoxanneandAce.com. We want to thank our friends at My Brother's Cup uh, for not only being a part of this month's giveaway, you can win the official Unlimited mug and the Roxanne blend of coffee, which I'm still loving as people are entering this. I even lost count at this point of how many people are entering it because they want the coffee more than the mug. So these people, they have tried the coffee, apparently. (laughs) So the word is out on the street that the Roxanne Blend is where you want to be. Well, we're super excited about that. Well, let's take a moment to go into the entertainment world, but for an important reason. Here they are on the red carpet. Beautiful Reese Witherspoon. Anything she's in, walk the line, the movies that she's done. I think she's an amazing actress. And then mm-hmm. there's Ashton. Oh. He's like butter. He is adorable. I always call him Ashton Kutcher. I don't know if that's the pron- correct pronunciation. I think that's right. Yeah, we've gotten Brendan Fraser's name wrong for years, so let's try to get it right <laughs> if we can. So forgive me if you're a big fan and I'm botching it, but here's what happened on the red carpet. He's got this hot new movie with Reese called Your Place or Mine. Please forgive me that I don't know that it's, it might be just full of nudity. It's PG-13. I, no I, I watched it's, it this okay, weekend. Okay, good. So it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. suggestive. There's, yeah, there's no nudity. There's no gratuitous sex scenes or anything like that. So. Okay, good. Uh, then, then I, but I'm having this discussion because the two of them, beautiful movie stars are on the red carpet and they look like they hate each other and there's no chemistry. They're being very stoic. And it got back to Mina Kunis, his wife. She looked at it. She razzed him. She's like, hey, act like you like your co-star. What's up with that? But they knew what was going on. We make assumptions about people, don't we? Mm. By the way they look, by the way they act. Oh, they must not get along. Maybe they had an affair and they're trying to cover it up. I mean, people actually thought that Ashton was guilty. And that's why he wouldn't look at Reese. Oh, no. And this is very convicting. I think we need to talk about it. He has an autoimmune disease called vasculitis. Mm -hmm. He has lost all hearing in one ear and almost all hearing in the other ear. And when he's on the red carpet, he can't hear anything coming from one direction. So when people are yelling at him, he's afraid to us makes me upset. I don't know why he's afraid that he's not reacting, that he looks unfriendly. And when he gets worried about looking unfriendly, 
because he does a lot for human trafficking. I won't even get mm. started what he's done to save girls in slavery. Yeah. <laughs> That's a separate thing. But he was just so upset that people would think he didn't like Reese and that people would think that he was rude. And I just bring it up because I think we need to be very careful when we pass judgment on others. We don't yeah. know what's going on with them. Yeah. Well, and I know, you know, last week the big hubbub was, you know, um, Ben Affleck and J-Lo at the Grammys, and it looked like he was scolding her, or she was scolding him in the middle of the ceremony, right? And so it was always the, what are they saying? And they had lip readers that were trying to figure out what they said. You don't know what's going on in that. It's a loud room, and, like, that's their thing. Leave them alone. So I, I totally agree with it. And and to see Ashton and Reese on screen, they have great chemistry. I mean, the movies, it's a cute little rom-com, and it's got very kind of that reminiscent of, like, when Harry met Sally, you know? And it, it I, there wasn't anything about it that I would have thought for a second that they didn't. So let him... And and I love that he's open about things like that because there may be people that are like, wow, I have that same thing. You know, they, they think they're alone in their darkest places or they think that, you know, well, celebrities have it all great and wonderful. And, you know, Ashton's riding high with, you know, the that 90s show and now he's got this movie. And, you know, I mean, it's there's a lot of things, but we don't. We don't know what's going on in someone's life. We've got to cut them some slack. We need to take authority over the enemy. Mm. And this has come up for me in the spirit numerous times this week. So I, I just want to talk about it a little bit. As a believer in Christ, we forget that we are given the authority to go up against the enemy, to tell the enemy hands off, mm -hmm. and to be vigilant and confident in our ability to do that. I used to think, well... That's up to pastors. Pastors can take it on. I'm not in a position to do so. Psalm 91, 13, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. A lot of times we're like, oh, I'm just too tired to handle it. Why does this keep happening to me? Oh, woe is me. And sometimes, Asa, I think it requires us to buck up. Can I say that on a podcast? I think mm -hmm. I can. Grow up stand up and say, devil, hands off, hands off my spouse, hands off my children, hands off my house, hands off. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. And, but I also would say this, that we can't give the devil credit for something that we are fleshly to blame. So there are times, and, and my wife's great about calling me out on when I go, well, the devil's just attacking me today, or I should have known he's coming after me because blah, blah, blah. And she'll go, hold on. This is happening because of some things you did in your past, and it may have caught up, or it may have been something that someone didn't know that you had healed from and said the wrong thing, and that's going to happen. But I think sometimes there is that, and this is where I go back to what we were talking about earlier, being close enough to God to understand his voice to say, what is the enemy and what is your own flesh? Because especially when we start thinking we're hearing from God, we can misinterpret our own thoughts and get it wrong, or we can blame the devil for something that's just out and out our fault. Well, and I, I think th we can ask God, is this me or you? I, yes. I, and 
that sounds like such an immature thing. But I'll admit it, sometimes I want something so badly. And I think, is that me? Or, or Lord, are you giving me that desire? There's mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. As I had someone ask me today, they're like, what was your earliest? And you don't have to answer this, but you can think about it and tell me later if you want. Okay. <laughs> is what was what was your earliest memory of an encounter with Christ? And how did it affect you to who you are today? And I didn't even have to blink twice to respond because for me, I mean, I became a Christian when I was six. And by the time I was eight, I had had a close enough relationship with him to hear him call me into worship ministry. And I had no idea what that was going to look like. And now to look at it, you know, 40 plus years of my faith to be playing multiple instruments, multiple churches, you know, multiple services. I mean, it, it, I, I never would have thought it would be what it is. You know, I just thought at that time, the church I was in, I thought it was just going to be me leading hymns, you know, you know, bringing in the sheaves. Like I thought that was <laughs> going to be my life, but it's so much more than that. And I'm also a drummer. So that rock lifestyle mindset, like you want it to drive, you want it to have a beat. And, and so to think about my earliest encounter with Christ, it took me almost all of that 40 years to really understand where was it that I did hear his voice? Where was it that I was taking what I thought he said and twisting it for my own benefit? And once I could see that clearly, it changed everything. It let me know, okay, this is of the enemy, or this is of my own doing, or this is truly God's hand blessing me and things. And and there's stuff that's happened just in the beginning of this year, things that were taken away and things that have come in that are in tenfold that God told me at the beginning of the year, let me bring these things to you. And so I'm not allowed to pursue anything new in any direction, musically or socially or, you know, employment of any kind. God wants to provide that. And that's where I love being is to just have people go, hey, we got something for you. It's like, okay, let's talk this out, you know, and having a peace because to me, that's why we want our relationship with God to be what it is or should be, is so we have the peace that we need so that there's not a, is this of God? Is this of the enemy? Is this something that I'm pursuing and chasing? Like we can go after it and go, okay, go after our peace and we're in one with God. Well, it reminds me of a concept that I believe in. You know, are we going downstream and steering against the rocks you know, going along with the flow Mm. in life, or are we going upstream, running out of breath, trying so hard and then trying even harder. And then we're being pushed back and pushed back. I I don't believe everything needs to be a struggle. And so as you're looking for him for provision, you're trusting him. And I I think he's honoring that. So that's very encouraging. Ace. Well, and I think, too, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on with the government and, you know, shooting down balloons and all the craziness that's been, it also gives you a piece of knowing, all right, God's kingdom's not rocked by what's happening right now. And it well, gives us a chance to let go. About these balloons. I just, when I thought that balloon's been hanging over our country, looking at our military bases, it's from China, and we just let it da 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 da-da-da-da, float over, oh, we'll maybe get it later. It doesn't make you feel very good about who's in control. Now, they told us they couldn't shoot it because over people, because 
parts could fall down and hurt people. There's that. But for them to take so many days to even realize the one that floated all the way out that they hit, Mm -hmm. here's the other thing. They don't know how many other ones are floating up there. If we have more of them floating up there than usual or not, they don't know that. One of them, they say, is round with weird, like, tangles, like strings coming out the bottom of it. Really? And then the government tells us it isn't a UFO. It's made by man. (laughs) Oh, really? Would you tell us (laughs) if you thought it came from Mars? No, you would not. You would not tell us. Sure. Right? I mean, that. well, it would incite panic and all the things that we've thought about Roswell all these years. And, you know, men in black, like, you know, is, <laughs> you know, Will Smith going to show up with a little flashy thing and, you know, wipe our minds <laughs> so that we forget about balloons being shot down? Because I, I am too much of a conspiracy theorist. Like, I don't necessarily believe everything, but I enjoy entertaining the thought of, oh, makes sense. Now, whether it's really happening or not, I just go, God, you are God, and I can't even fathom that that truly is the lie we're being told or whatever. But I, I will entertain it for a minute and then move on with my day. It's a little green man maybe looking at what you're doing. doesn't disturb you very much. It doesn't. Come in. We'll have a whiskey together. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I just like, just hang out. You're not Come here to kill over. me. What's I'm not here to kill like? you. What's it called? Something in bone? Oh, Blade and Bow. That's Blade my... and Bone. I gifted mm. you with that once. Mm-hmm. That must be pretty yes. good. If there's any good that came out of the pandemic, it is that is no longer only sellable in Kentucky. I can get it whenever I want. And then I just nurse it slowly. Yeah, try shipping that into Alabama. That didn't work out very well. <laughs> I'm sure. Have you and your partner had the same silly fight for years? A woman said the fact that her husband is unable to get a dirty, stinking socks on a man for longer than about 20 minutes are nasty. So he takes, I'm just telling you, feet are bad anyway. I don't like, I don't want to see your feet. I don't want to know your feet. I don't want to see my feet. I don't like feet. Outside of my daughter's feet when they were babies, that's the only feet I ever liked. Yeah. Other than that, no feet. So a woman was agitated severely over the fact that he could throw the sock. It would never be in the hamper. It would be outside the hamper. At first she said, sweetie, could you please get your, and it went on and on and on. So she asked the expert, what do we do about it? And they said, Ooh, those little things that are nagging you are an indication of underlying things that have nothing to do with the sock. Yeah. I believe that. And I will say this, when it comes to like chores, if I would have to do it living as a single guy, I'm going to do it. Like I, I, if, if I need help, I'll go, Hey, can you do this? I'll do this. But at the end of the day, if I need to do it all, I will, because I don't like clutter. I don't do well with anything that's disorganized and array. I mean, I even use off days that are supposed to be nothing days. And I'll go, Hey, I'm just going to go clean this room down here. And before I know it, you know, I've purged half the stuff that was in there because it was, you know, under dust bunnies, but I, I don't have time. I don't have the energy at this point in my life with my wife to have silly arguments. So if we have something that escalated, it is a hundred percent because of something else. We're either stressed, we're either, you know, underfed, like we need a big fat pizza or, you know, there's, (laughs) Something usually it's sleep related. <laughs> usually we haven't had enough sleep, but you know, we, we try to get to, okay, what caused this? What can we do to avoid it in the future? 
And nobody really wants to get to the ugly underneath stuff. We've got to do that better. Absolutely. So I know this has been an issue in your house, Ace. And so when I found this, I had to share the food expiration dates you should actually follow because Mm -hmm. I've known you a long time now. And I know that these expiration dates on food have been an issue. Care to share? It's a suggestion in my head. You know, I feel like if it says, you know, April 16th, I have at least four more days before it either changes colors or grows legs and walks out of the fridge. But with my (laughs) wife, if it says the 16th, really it means the 15th. And she and the kids, they will not eat it if it has expired or, um, and so I'm like, okay, mine, you know, I've got something over the next week. So here are the rules. White flour is almost certainly fine to use no matter its age, Mm. but after a long while, if it tastes soapy or metallic, you've probably had it too long. Bread, Shelf-stable supermarket breads, like, you know, in the wrapper that you buy from the store, made with oils and preservatives, can stay soft for weeks in the fridge. Yeah. Had no idea. There you have it. Beans stay safe for years. Spices. I have spices. We joke about it from the 1960s. (laughs) It won't kill you, but it probably won't flavor your food very well. Right. Uh, Well, and I... Where I have to check my spices is Thanksgiving because there's certain ones that I only use at Thanksgiving. So I have to think, okay, wait, did I buy this last Thanksgiving or was this two Thanksgivings ago? And so that's that's how I have to make my list of things for the holidays is, is it mostly spices? Canned and jarred goods, if there's no outward sign of spoilage, like if the can is bulging or if you open it and it looks nasty, it's going to be good for a long time. You know, if you watch shows like Walking Dead and the new one on HBO that has Pablo, what is his name? Pascal. Yes. What is that called? That The Last of Us. I can never remember the name of it. To me, mm-hmm. it copies Walking Dead completely. But every time someone eats out of a can, I think, I wonder how old that is. Well, the truth is that it does last a long time. Mustard lasts forever. Who would have known? Ketchup will start to turn color. The Mm -hmm. went before the year is out on it. You know, ketchup in my house lasts about five minutes. Wayne's like, we need to get ketchup. I'm like, we had a huge container. I don't know what happens to ketchup. Yeah. The thing that doesn't surprise me on here is the warnings on baby food. But the thing is, you can't, you know how some foods you can go based on smell. You cannot do that with baby food. They all smell nasty, even when they're not out of date. Carrots in baby food. That's what hell must smell like. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, I mean, oh, oh, oh. we have you found think, the official aroma of hell. No wonder babies spit that stuff out. You remember <laughs> every time you're like, oh, it tastes so good. Oh, here comes the train. Yep. Open your mouth. And they're like, Bleh. well, smell that once. And you're like, okay, babe, it's, you know, sweetie, you don't have to. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. And I like, and the thing is, it's a reactor too. Like, you know, you can go, like they say pictures don't have a smell. They do. Cause you can now smell the baby food that immediately repulses you when you think about what you gave your own child. <sighs> One more dip into the entertainment world. If you would just um, kind of play along with me. I was wondering when it was going to take you to Seacrest get here. I'm a big fan. I yeah. think his 
his intelligence, his ability to make very short verbiage extremely compelling, his ease at hosting. I think he's really amazing. He is quitting live with his show with Kelly Ripa. And I also mm-hmm. think Kelly Ripa is a phenomenon. I think she's brilliant, very funny, comedic talents. He's quitting the show. And it just reminds me of you and me, their conversations. They're in a, that was horrible for him to say goodbye to her. Yeah. He I almost couldn't, watch couldn't that last do night. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. And I remember the projectile ugly you know, snot infused conversation that took place when I thought I would lose you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for our friendship is forever, yeah. but it's just sweet to know. And it's not fake. They really, really love each other. But her husband, Mark Consuelos is going to be the permanent replacement. I think that's a super fun decision. Yeah. Chemistry he, is really hard to create, and they have huge ratings. Anybody that goes up against live might as well just kind of give it up, really. Sure. It's still that popular. And he has been on in kind of a co-host role when times when you know Regis was gone or you know in, in any of the different incarnates of that show. But say what you will about Ryan Seacrest, you know, between American Idol, his own radio show, all the other things that he's done in between. You know, now he's doing New Year's Eve with the Dick Clark uh, rocking. What is that thing called now? Rocking New Year's Eve. Rocking New Year. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Got, it's got a longer title than it did when we were kids. It was just, you watching Dick Clark tonight? Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I love about Ryan is his work ethic is fantastic because he starts from early morning L.A. hours and goes to late Eastern hours to make it work. And he's great at it because he's focused and he takes care of himself. And I think that's something that we can learn from that, but the show I think will be fine because they've made the decision they have to make it a husband and wife team. And the chemistry that they have is so great. Um, but it, 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 it's one of those where you're like, okay, how much do we all need to evaluate how much was doing in our life? Because Ryan was like, I'm just exhausted. Like I, I, I need something to give. And so he had to choose the lesser of, and so I, it's it's going to change it a little bit, but I think people will be happy. They, 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 it's not like we're it's not like Ryan's not on the other dial, you know. <laughs> you just go, tick, tick, you know. Well, he's not married, and he loves children, and so his little niece is part of his life, and I he really wants to invest in her, and he's very close to his mom and dad, and it'll give him more family time. I think if anybody's earned it, he certainly has. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of people, we. Adore, I wanted to make sure you saw this. It's trending this week. Marie Osmond, who was one of my favorites as a kid. I know you're big on the Donnie side, but she on TikTok showed how to get glitter off of your face with duct tape. And I was like, okay, I've, I know what it's like to have like my daughter's dress, prom dress or whatever, blow up in my back seat, and there's glitter for years. Yeah. But I, I never, and, and it's one thing to put duct tape on upholstery, but on your own skin to get off. Have you ever done that? No, I would try a Q-tip, but okay. it's probably much more effective to do tape. It had never really occurred to me. I would think it would lift some of your facial hair. With it. That was my fear is like when flesh <laughs> is coming with it. I mean, yes, you got the glitter, but you got a little something else with it. But, you know, maybe it's a learning tip for us all that. 
<laughs> get that glitter out. Just make the duct tape. They say duct tape fixes everything. So I guess now it officially does. Absolutely. Well, my friend Liz, speaking of duct tape, wrecked her vehicle. I mean, it was her fault. She'll admit it. I hope she doesn't mind me mentioning it. But she had duct tape in the car. This is a woman who's very self-sufficient. When she duct tapes her own grill back on and drives away. And I mean, it looks like a professional job. I'm like, dude, who would have thought of that? Right. I'll call somebody. Have I been in a wreck? Come help me. She gets her duct tape out and tapes her own vehicle together. I'm I believe like, it. Go. But you know, and that's the one thing we, <laughs> I think we may have mentioned this, but it's truth that TikTok is teaching us those little hacks around our house, whether it's, you know, repairing your bumper or getting paint off your wooden floors or whatever it is. There's all those little, how, how did I get this old? And not know those things. Like, why were those things not taught to us in school? You know, <laughs> keep a can of WD-40 close by and, you know, <laughs> that and duct tape and your life is sufficient, right? <laughs> I love kinda, it. Kind of wraps up our week. And so much want to thank you. Thank My Brother's Cup for being a part of the show. And always, as we get into it, make sure you subscribe anytime, anywhere, so you can always be a part of every Friday and get every episode or go back and binge the ones you've missed. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next Friday. In the meantime, as you start your Lenten season, I love you. I love you with all my heart, sweet friend. You've been listening to Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. To make sure you don't miss future shows, you can subscribe anywhere you like to podcast and catch up on anything you've missed. Find out more at RoxanneAndAce.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited is a production of Spacebird Media.